It's time now for the complete story with Rich and Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here are Rich and Dick Bott with today's complete story. Well, I tell you what, folks, I'm sure glad my voice is getting better. I know it's not real good, but it's better because we are really heated up and ready to tell you something you're going to want to hear and make note of especially the people around Kansas or Missouri. Listen up. This is going to be for you specifically, but everybody on the whole network is going to want to hear this program so they will know what's coming in their city in very soon. Uh, Rich, this is going to be an interesting program, isn't it? Well, it certainly is. That is an important program. How many people do we know that were involved in uh, producing this film as early as, what, two and a half years ago. We're talking about the Gosnell film. Is that the formal title of it? Mm -hmm. Gosnell, G-O-S-N-E-L-L, and that's for Kermit Gosnell, who now sits in prison, folks, um, in jail, in prison, because he was finally convicted for breaking the law in uh, Pennsylvania because he was clearly killing babies after they were born. Right. So anyway, and they, they I want ca- everybody to listen to this program because this is going to only inform you and make you aware that if you are cloudy on the information, there's a way for you to get clear on it, and especially people in Kansas City, because there's going to be a pre-screening of that movie tomorrow night, it's be Wednesday evening, in Kansas City, tell them where. Right, it's at the AMC 28 in Olathe at 7 p.m., and that's near 119th Street and Strangline Road, so, just off of uh, I-35. So that's for the people in Kansas and really as far away in Missouri as you want to drive in order to see this one showing that Bot Radio Network, I guess, is hosting, aren't we? We are, and it's an advanced screening, and we're going to have an opportunity for Q&A with the audience with one of the movie's producers following that. After the film. Right, and I have a chance to interview them there for the studio so audience. you see, folks, let me say it again now so you don't miss any of it. It's, uh, it's being um, uh, hosted by Bot Radio Network, And then Rich is going to take a microphone and talk to one of the producers of the movie and ask questions. So the people who are there, believe me, across the state of Kansas or a long ways away anywhere in Missouri, if you can drive there tomorrow night, the tickets are free. Uh Let me say that again. It costs nothing. Bot Radio Network is hosting it. There are only... Uh, 250 seats, 258 seats, I think, in the theater. And it is first come, first serve. So, uh, and there are the tickets left, but where do they, where do they, where do they get tickets? You need to go to botradionetwork.com slash Gosnell. That's G-O-S-N-E-L-L. Botradionetwork.com slash Gosnell. G-O-S-N-E-L-L. And the film, Dad, the film is titled Gosnell, The Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer. Yeah. And, oh, well, we got so many things we want to share with our listeners as we go along. But let me let me have you folks listen to one of the producers of the of the movie, Gosnell, because did you know what? They weren't even pro-life particularly. They were only interested in the truth. Did you hear that word truth? That's what they were interested in. They were not fake news. They were not fake journalists. They wanted the truth. And uh, this is what she said. 
Philadelphia abortionist Kermit Gosnell is serving life in prison for first-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter. It was a heinous case that barely saw national media attention. But for one journalist, covering the case was the unexpected start of a pro-life journey. Fela McAleer is an Irish journalist and filmmaker who's covered topics ranging from finance to fracking. You think it's appropriate to... Okay, that's it. He's a roving reporter even on vacation, which is why a few years back, McAleer decided to pop into a Philadelphia court case during time off. The case involved abortionist Kermit Gosnell, who was on trial for killing babies born alive after failed abortion attempts. It was the witnesses who were giving the most shocking evidence I'd ever heard. But the most shocking thing was behind me, because I looked behind and it was empty. There wasn't, there were no journalists. McAleer quickly realized Gosnell was a national story, barely getting local media coverage. So he told his wife and fellow journalist, Ann McElhaney, they should look into it. McElhaney hesitated. She didn't think they should touch the pro-life cause. As journalists, we always have a skeptical view of activists anyway. Uh, so we, we thought they were just activists being activists and exaggerating and, and trying to get a point across by overemphasizing something. And uh, we, so let me tell you, we were wrong. The pair spotted hypocrisy when an abortionist who is compliant with the law was put on the stand. What happens if the baby is born alive? Because that was a big thing about Kermit Gosnell killing babies born alive. And she said, well, we would give it comfort care. And you could see all these journalists going, comfort care, what's that? And, uh, and then she explained what comfort care was, that you put the baby aside, keep it warm, and it will die naturally. And it's like, so hold on, this guy's been charged with stabbing babies born alive, but it's legal in this country, in this state, to let a baby born alive die of neglect and dehydration. Awoken to the abortion industry's deceit, McAleer and McElhaney took on an ambitious mission. They started a crowdfunding campaign to create a movie about Kermit Gosnell. With your help, we're going to hire the best screenwriter, director and actors to make sure that the story of Kermit Gosnell gets into every home in America. The campaign raised more than $2 million, the most for a movie project in Indiegogo's history. The filmmakers plan to release the Gosnell movie as an independent theatrical release this fall because they're struggling to get a distributor. Hollywood said it was too controversial for it, uh, which is a complete joke because Hollywood releases pro-abortion movies all the time. The married pair of investigative journalists also recently released a book, Gosnell, the untold story of America's most prolific serial killer. The mainstream media have ignored the book altogether, completely, 100%. And uh, the book went straight into Amazon bestsellers. As with all his projects, McAleer is clear. He is not an activist, he is a journalist. It's not my job to change the conversation, right? But it's my job that people have the truth. You know, Rich, uh, I, as I was listening to him, I was thinking that's what our job is. Yes. Is not to tell people what to do or what not to do, but for goodness sake, to expose them to the truth. Mm. And then they make up their own mind. Right. Isn't that true? And the truth will make you free. Well, that's what Dad, the Bible I says. I want to add, in addition to this uh, special pre-screening that we're hosting in Kansas City this Wednesday night, 7 p.m., AMC 28 in Olathe, the nationwide release for this movie is October 12th. So watch for it in your city. 
Now you're going to have to buy your ticket, of course, when the, when the, when it's the nationwide release is opened, even in Kansas City on October 12th. But for you folks that we've been talking to in Kansas, in Missouri, that can drive to Kansas City on tomorrow night, 7 p.m. at 7 p.m. If you're quick, you can get a free ticket to be there. And it will really be an go important to, historic go to, moment. Go to botradionetwork.com slash gosnell, botradionetwork.com slash gosnell, and that's G-O-S-N-E-L-L. You know, Rich, we've been following this ourselves in a very personal way for over 20 years. Since 1992 is when I really woke up right. in Wichita, Kansas. And was, and 91 realized, was the summer of mercy. Realized, that's right, exactly right. And I've never been the same. And because of that, we met Jill Stanick. Uh-huh. And when I heard when I heard this reference to comfort care, mm. it reminded me of Jill Stanick because she was a new nurse in, can you believe it, Christ Hospital? And yet they were doing abortions. And she found this little baby, this little baby in the soiled linen closet where the little babies who were born alive were just put until they die. And that's when she held that little baby in her arms to comfort it until it did die. She didn't know what to do. She didn't know what to do. But I'll tell you what happened to her. She became a pro-life activist beyond belief. We've had her on The Complete Story many times. I think this is a good opportunity maybe to have her back again pretty soon. But when I heard him mention comfort care, I thought of Jill Stenick. Jill Stenick, for goodness sakes, folks, uh, wake up and smell the coffee. Now, here's here's another cut that I want you to hear uh, with uh, the producer also of this movie. Here it is. I never trusted or liked pro-life activists. Even at college, I thought them too earnest and too religious. I thought the shocking images they showed were manipulative. I distinctly remember my argument. A heart transplant is gross to look at, too. I don't want to look at pictures of that. And heart transplants are brilliant. So back off, pro-lifers, with your scary pictures. I also didn't trust the provenance of the pictures. I was sure they'd been photoshopped. If the anti-abortion position was so strong, it should be able to argue without resorting to emotionally manipulating its audience with fraudulent horror pictures. Once you have this mentality, it's very easy to completely dismiss pro-life activists. And the universities of the world are teeming with young people just like that young person I once was. Fast forward to April 2013 and Kermit Gosnell's trial in Philadelphia, where everything changed. Nothing in the intervening years had shaken my feelings on the subject. But the images shown in the courtroom were not from activists. They were from police detectives and medical examiners and workers at the 3801 Lancaster Avenue Clinic. The expert testimony describing good abortions was from OBGYNs who had been performing abortions for 30 years. The witnesses swore an oath to tell the truth and to present the evidence, and they did, under pain of penalty for perjury. What they said and the pictures they showed changed me. I am not the same person I was. Abortion arguments from pro-abortion advocates tend to avoid any actual talk of how an abortion is done and what exactly it is that is being aborted. I know a lot about both now. I now know that what is aborted is a person with little hands and nails and a face that from the earliest times has expression. The humanity in all the pictures is unmistakable. The pictures of the babies that were shown as evidence in the Gosnell trial, first, second and third trimester babies, 
in all their innocence and perfection. I also know that in a proper legal abortion, babies are poisoned in their mother's womb by injecting a needle filled with potassium chloride into the baby's heart. Then the baby is suctioned out in pieces. If the baby is bigger, forceps are used to pull it out in pieces, an arm, a leg, the head often torn from the torso. If the head is too big to pull out, the abortionist makes a hole in the base of the skull and the brain is sucked out to collapse the skull so the head can come out easily. That's how it's done when it's done well. Reading the testimony and sifting through the evidence in the case in the research for this book and for writing the script of the movie has been brutal. I have wept at the computer. I have said the Our Father sitting at the desk. And I am no holy ruler. I hadn't prayed in years, but at times when I was confronted with the worst of this story, I didn't know what else to do. I have had a profound sense of the presence of evil in the actions of Gosnell and his staff and their complete lack of conscience. Most disturbing of all is the banality of the evil. In the clinic, they joked and laughed amidst the carnage. I am absolutely certain that the dead babies spoken of in court were unique people whom the world will now never know. I hope this book and the movie go some way to mark the fact that they lived and in their short lives made a difference. Time will tell. This story can change hearts and minds. It has mine. I can't reconcile the certainty of the baby's humanity with the fact that killing babies in the womb at these same ages is perfectly legal in many parts of the United States. Kirsten Powers put it eloquently. Regardless of such quibbles about whether Gosnell was killing the infants one second after they left the womb instead of partially inside or completely inside the womb, as in a routine late-term abortion, is merely a matter of geography. That one is murder and the other is a legal procedure is morally irreconcilable. The jurors had to listen to the stories of the lives and deaths of baby boy A, Abrams, 29.4 weeks, whose photograph is on the internet. Baby boy B, 28 weeks, whose frozen remains were found in the clinic. The medical examiner's photograph of him with his neck slit is online. Baby C, who breathed for 20 minutes before Linda Williams snipped his life. Baby D, who was delivered in a toilet and tried to swim to safety before Adrian Moten slit his windpipe. Yeah. Now listen, folks, I don't care where you are listening to this broadcast on, on October 12th. It's going to be opening in a theater right in your area. And I want to tell you something else. During the court trial that is shown in the movie, every word that is spoken in that trial was taken exactly from the transcripts. Mm -hmm. That was very carefully made and preserved because we talked to the producers. Uh, every word was taken from the transcripts in that trial. I want to say something else. Kermit Gosnell's clinic was filthy. I mean, it was one dirty, filthy place. But I want to tell you, while Planned Parenthood's abortion clinics may be sanitized and everything nice and pretty, the same miserable job takes place. Mm -hmm. And there's no one who can throw money around better than Planned Parenthood, even getting into your pocket to use tax money to do what they do with their nasty business. I want to mention one other thing. In that movie, folks, especially in Kansas City now, if you choose to get free tickets to go and see it tomorrow night for the pre-screener, you'll notice the first trial, uh, there was no media. There were no reporters. 
They just weren't interested in the trial because it involved taking the life of a baby. So there were no reporters until there was this young woman who called herself a blog reporter, and they didn't want to take her seriously, but she blew the whistle that none of the reporters were there. The section that was uh, cardened off and reserved for the press, it was empty because they weren't interested in the story. This is really a film about how people persevered to put a man in prison who sits there right now because of the nasty work he did. Um, and the film is worth seeing. Now, how do they get a copy of this, Rich? They go to botradionetwork.com slash Gosnell for your free ticket for the pre-screening tomorrow night, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. AMC 28 in Olathe. Botradionetwork.com slash Gosnell and the advanced pre-screening ticket is free. Yeah. Now, remember Lila Rose, Rich? Mm -hmm. She was a student at the University of California, I think on the Berkeley campus, uh, or down in Southern, whatever it was, it was the University yeah. of California. And as a student, she knew what abortion is, maybe because of her mother and her father and her family, for goodness sakes, maybe because she was more introspective and intelligent to really think it through. But when she was shut down on that campus, Lila Rose, Lila Rose found her voice. And I want to tell you, listen to this now, because Lila Rose is interviewing a worker part of the staff at an abortion clinic, here it is. I said, why are there three arms? You know, and we're looking and the gal training me said twins, it was twins. So you described when you were first being trained at Planned Parenthood, they sent you to an actual abortion room to witness the procedure. Can you tell us about that experience? Well, when you first start out, they, they have the trainee stand by the door and I did that for the first two or three procedures, and I finally said, why Why does that happen? And she said, well, usually when somebody comes in for the first time, they pass out. And um, I didn't. I didn't pass out. So after, I don't know, a few were done, they let me start moving closer so I could get to the foot of the bed and be able to see, you know, what was, what was happening. But the whole procedure only takes just three or four minutes. And... Um, what they call the contents of uterus or products of conception are emptied into this gallon jar and they turn it off and take this suction thing off the gallon jar and set it in the the um, pass-through and it goes into the dirty lab so then you go around the corner and into the dirty lab take the jar out put it in this big like a Rubbermaid colander and rinse it with this big hose then you dump it in this little glass jar and put it on this little shelf that has this bright light and you bring the light over it and you kind of piece it back together and try to see if you got all the parts. Um, and I remember standing there looking at that and I said, why are there three arms? You know, and we're looking and the gal training me said, twins, it was twins. And I said, you know, do you tell the mom that she had twins? And she says, no, it usually just upsets them. Then, of course, the, this jar, this little glass bowl with this baby, depending on how far along the baby was, there's this big white porcelain sink. And they would dump it in there, rinse it, put the bowl back to use next time, and hit the plunger, and it would flush. 
kind of like a toilet. And I just remember standing there thinking, all those babies are in the Des Moines sewer system. In later time that I would be there, they were putting those babies in little red bags and with a twist tie, and then they'd fling them in the freezer. And I remember kind of thinking, I wonder what they do with those, because I thought if there's a buck to be made, they will sell those. Yeah, yeah I tell you what, folks. Now listen, this is news right this second. Uh, trying to confirm Judge Brett Kavanaugh. I'll tell you the forces who are trying to knock him down, trying to destroy him, trying to keep him off the U.S. Supreme Court. What do you think their motive is? They don't want him there because he goes by the Constitution and he's got a heart. I want to ask you, what do you have? What do you have? And uh, I tell you, there's one other thing that I want you to hear now, because as the trial in Philadelphia really opened up and Gosnell realized he's going to have to speak to the public, and he thought, hey, hey, listen, folks, sincerity has nothing to do with it. Facts are facts. Truth is truth. Gosnell himself probably, I mean, like George Tiller was in Wichita, for heaven's sake, he probably thought, I'm helping people. And so Gosnell had to talk to the press finally. Didn't do him any good in the end. You know he sits in prison right now. But this is what he finally opened up and did an interview. Here it is. I expect to be vindicated. Dr. Kermit Gosnell is breaking his silence just days after an FBI, DA, and DEA raid at his West Philadelphia medical clinic. I didn't realize how hard I've been working until I had a couple days off. <laughs> but it's uh, been a very difficult time. He has not been charged, but state investigators suspended his medical license, saying there was blood on the floor and aborted fetuses displayed in jars. Those investigators say his continued practice posed an immediate and clear danger to the public health and safety. Gosnell disagrees. I cannot have control over the accomplishments in terms of how people view them, but I know that I have done my very best to provide the very best of responsive care to my patients. But a former patient tells a different story. I just couldn't believe that a doctor would have done this to me and everything that had happened that he was, I really felt like he was just going to let me die. Dana Haynes told Fox 29 that Dr. Gosnell was not able to complete her abortion and waited hours to call paramedics. When asked about the allegations, Dr. Gosnell said they are news to him. I, I haven't seen any of that negative a comment that a patient has been dissatisfied with the services that I've provided. Haynes filed a civil lawsuit against Gosnell, but it went nowhere because of a missed filing deadline. But she's not the only one. Fox 29 has obtained a stack of legal claims filed against Dr. Gosnell over the past few decades. Something that I personally have experienced several times before, where my surgical abilities have been challenged, where um, where the choices that I've made have not always been perfect. In one of those, a judge awarded a patient $10,000 after she says Gosnell performed an abortion on her when she was 15 without parental permission. Gosnell wouldn't speak specifically about any cases, but says he has followed his own philosophy during decades of practicing medicine. If you're not making mistakes, you're not really attempting to do something. So I think that uh, my patients are aware that I do my very best by them. 
Investigators are now taking a closer look at a woman's death that occurred after an abortion at Gosnell's clinic last November. And there's also the question hanging out there about those fetuses and why he was storing them. He also did not address that issue, but spoke highly of the care he provides his patients. The standard that I share with everyone, and I frequently say, is that I provide the same care I would want my daughter to receive. And I feel I fulfilled that standard. Are you shocked by these allegations? To tell you the truth, I, I hope to maybe read them in three to six months. I really haven't seen a great deal of the publicity because I've lived through negative uh, negative uh, uh, publicity before. Yeah, Rich, isn't that awesome? Because you see, he was he was helping people. He mentioned the word patients in a plural sense. I'm wondering, wasn't the baby a patient? Isn't that chilling? Wasn't it's the, the baby a patient? Yeah, yeah, but it's the voice of evil, and it sounds so nice. Well, he sits in prison now because... Yeah. According to the trial and the trial, folks, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. And that's why we're uh, anxious, because if you see it, then you can think for yourself. And then when you go to the election polls, you have to decide what you stand for. You have to decide what you believe. You have to decide, does this politician really mean it? Or is this part of his promises he's going to keep? All of these things come into play for adult people, don't they? That's right. Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. Go to botradionetwork.com slash Gosnell. If you can come Wednesday night, 7 p.m. in the Kansas City area, Olathe 28. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know what? Anybody AMC that wants to get in their car and drive a little bit, yeah. you can come from across Kansas. You can come from Missouri. You can come from wherever you want to drive to Olathe, Kansas, which is, of course, a suburb of Kansas. Kansas right. City. And it's the, what is it, what is it called, that theater? It's the AMC 28 in Olathe. However, on October what? 12th. And by the way, the, the, the screening tomorrow is free. Is, is free. <laughs> it's free. You know, people like freebies. Uh, this won't cost you a thing because Bot Radio Network is hosting it, but it'll open up across the country October 12th. Right. You can write it down, folks. And believe me, this is not a movie you want to take the children. This is a movie for adult people to mm -hmm. wake up. Yeah. This is a movie where preachers need to come and see it and wake up. Right. This is a movie for people who think they're pro-choice. Come and find out the facts, for goodness sake. It's taken from a court trial. I want you to listen to this song as we leave. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Yeah, see, Jesus loves the little children. That's all through the Bible. But do we? Do we? This is Dick Bod with a chapter of The Complete Story with my son, Rich, and I'll see you later.